take 43. Mark? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Take 43 Podcast. My name is Drew Williams. And I am Aaron Colborn. What's up, Aaron? This is episode six. Dang, brah. That's very consistent. That makes sense, because the last time we did episode five. Yeah. And the next one will be like, I don't know, seven maybe? Unless it's a bonus episode, it might be 6.5, could be seven, who knows? knows? It's been a weird week in uh, the world. It has. Specifically Uh, the U.S. in the last week. Yeah, I mean, it's been been weird around the world for the past little while, but it started to get very, very weird here in the United States. Yeah, well... Before we get into all of that, what happened to the first 42 takes? Well, I have been glued to Twitter reading coronavirus hot takes. Okay. That's right, guys. We're going to talk a little bit of coronavirus stuff today. But we're going to be positive about it. Yeah, we're going to talk specifically, you know, how to stay positive, how to be creative during this, I mean, pretty unprecedented time for, for any of us. But first, me and Drew went and saw The Invisible Man. Yes, we in did. In the theater. Hopefully not the last time we ever see something in a theater. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a little while until we see anything in the theater, but... Um, Invisible Man, spoiler-free feelings on it, Drew? So, uh, spoiler-free, Invisible Man was excellent. It was awesome. It actually made me feel a little bit crazy. Yeah, it was It was kind of shockingly good. And being a genre movie, it's a horror movie, but it was really, you know, it was about, uh, kind of about another thing. And we'll talk about that more when we talk, talk spoilers. But generally, really well-written, really well-acted. Honestly, awesome cinematography. It was great. Yeah, it was it was really really good and really kind of a a, a great horror film, but kind of you know a notch up. From yeah, sure. just kind of like your typical horror, like really really well done. I would agree with that. It's very psychological thriller, um, kind of making you feel crazy. You're not sure what you know if you're believing what's yeah. on screen, or what's not. I love some of the shooting styles, like you said, the cinematography was great. Yeah, there's a lot of like. Well, this is spoiler free, but okay, I yeah. If you're gonna, if you, not, if you uh, haven't seen it, maybe it's fast forward, fast forward like a couple minutes or something like that. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into the spoilers here. Yeah, and I loved uh, the cinematography wise how they would just hold on a shot. She'd walk out of frame, and they would just hold, and it'd be like in an empty kitchen. Yeah, there's that first shot, which I think is actually like the first appearance of him, right? Kind of like the POV. And it kind of like it, it's uh, from it's in a, down a hallway. Yeah, it's right? a POV of him. Yeah, it's kind of creeping around oh. in a corner. Like oh, a was bit. it creeping around a corner? Yeah, yeah, because you could see it at the side of the corner in the frame. That's right. Yeah, so I think that's like the first appearance of appearance in quotation marks of the Invisible Man. Yeah, and they and they did a good job. Like there was some CGI later um, where you start seeing his suit and things, yeah. which was really cool. or like when she throws the paint on him up that in the was attic. Cool. Yeah, but I loved how it, it was so simple because they didn't have to do anything in yeah. post. All they had to do was she would walk out of frame and they would stay on a, like an empty kitchen shot, yeah. and you just felt his presence. Yeah, that that kitchen shot where she walks away and um and then the the like the the fire picks up so like something changed i can't remember what it was but something changed on the stove i don't know if i think the knob was turned up or the sure. pan was moved or something like that and that's yeah. what starts that big fire in the kitchen totally but it's just kind of like it definitely filled me with like this sense of dread for a couple of reasons one because it, like she's away and like uh, that's just my anxiety coming out that like i can't leave uh, anything on the stove or in the stove and not be in like that room okay or nearby okay but then also just knowing that like oh no like based on the title at least it's probably you know crazy dude you know there was some cgi but i thought it was very well really well done yeah when you could see his suit and with the paint like yeah super super well done. have you have you seen the original no i haven't actually so there was kind of interested in in it you should yeah i read a little bit about it well we we spoke on that on the last podcast with bt but um i didn't have a chance to watch the original but i have seen a lot of the original universal horror movies and i did i haven't had a chance to watch that one but they did take a lot of the aspects from the first and kind of implemented it into this one and I think they did a really good job. Yeah, uh, Universal uh, also doing something really interesting with everything with the coronavirus going on. People, you know, being in their homes uh, just got announced. I think yesterday 
that they are going to start releasing some of their you know theatrical new releases on video on demand. So yep. one of them being Invisible Man, yes. which I believe we're recording this on a Tuesday, Correct. and I believe that it's coming out this Friday on video on demand. So Is by the right? time we release this the following Friday, Invisible Man will be available on video on demand. I believe iTunes and the other type of those platforms. Yeah, like Amazon. I think you can purchase it. Yeah, from I, think, I, I think. So here's the kind of the unique part about that. They will be available early. However, instead of purchasing them, they'll be like $20 rentals, basically. Which makes sense. I mean, because sure. the, the the kind of revenue you get from a theatrical release is not the same kind of thing you get from a video on demand release. So they're going to have Very to modify so. it. It makes me really wonder, you know, because that's kind of a big deal, kind of collapsing that window like that. It could really, you know, a lot of times after things like this, certain elements stick. And I wonder how much of that is going to stick. And, I know. But I'm really wondering which studio is going to be the first one. And I think it's going to happen. It's going to drop one of like their big, big movies, you know, sure. right? It's going to be like a $50 rental. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For like, I don't know, Fast, Furious 9 or whatever. Definitely won't pay $50 for Fast 9. But no, yeah. no, I wouldn't even Terrible example. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I think I think some people like it. No, no, for sure. But and I don't. They're fun, they're fun <laughs> movies. And I used to, I remember they're seeing right. the first like three or four in theaters when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so the video on demand window is pretty interesting. The $20 rentals, when this all got announced with the, the virus and things, uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker was actually digitally supposed to be released today. They did end up releasing it last Friday. Did you know that? Yeah, um, I'd heard that. Yeah, um, I hadn't had a chance to, to to watch it this weekend. I was a little busy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's super interesting that it's all happening. I mean, a, a very big kind of paradigm shift in the in the film industry. I went back and saw it for the fourth time uh, about two and a half, three weeks ago. What are you? Have you have your feelings like evolved on it at all over, from the first time? Well, they talked about Palpatine being a clone. Uh-huh. Uh, I read an article. Oh yeah, about so that. there's all like the Disney has kind of come out with like their kind of uh, retros. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to go see it again, and I, you know, I figured it was the last Skywalker movie that I could go see in theaters, and now it's out already. So that came out about three or four days early, and then uh, Frozen Two, which I haven't seen the first one or the second. You know, one. I, I'm like I'm actually kind of a weird sucker for the first Frozen movie. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like really really like it. I remember watching it and just being really really impressed by it. With kind of it, it really has these really strong kind of female characters, and it's yeah. kind of about propping each other up. It's got a like, really good message and honestly also kind of like super duper like the music. Yeah, that'd be cool. You still have Disney Plus? I do, I do. I uh, honestly, I'm probably going to cancel it after Frozen 2 that. because um, I, like, I'm honestly not a super big uh, Disney guy. I'm a big loser, Star Wars guy. Loser, I, You know, loser, it's kind of how I, I grew up loser. watching like Looney Tunes stuff instead of Disney and so loser. I think... Loser. <laughs> just kidding. It's the kind of thing that gets like, you know, burned into you as a kid. Yeah, and, like, for sure. Like, and so just I'm not like... Disney's fine. I'm just not like wild about it. And so since there's, I mean, because all production on all the, you know, the Marvel TV shows and the Star Wars TV shows is going to be kind of postponed for a little while. Sure. I don't really have much of a reason to have it anymore. I paid an annual fee. I have no choice. But even yeah. if I was paying monthly that I would still keep it. Yeah. Um, well, you love Disney. I'm a Disney fan, dude. Yeah. It reminds fine. me of my childhood. See, it's fine. Look how I'm respecting your opinion. Ah, I don't feel so much respect. <laughs> so you're saying after you watch Frozen 2, you're going to let Disney Plus go? Probably. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to really give you like a lot of like really big props for that one. Thank you so much. Let it go. Thanks, man. Um, uh, That was fun. I like, I kind of like starting the podcast out by talking about movies and things. I do too. That's what what we make. It's what we do. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's why we're doing, I know for me, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Sure. Is because of movies. Movies made a huge impact on me. And I do know that there are a thousand podcasts you could be listening to about movie reviews and fun things like that. But you know what? We're going to die straight into production again. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, 
actually, can I touch on one thing? Yeah. Um, no. We, okay. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, so we talked about the early releases. However, obviously, we know a lot of work is being shut down for the safety of the virus so it doesn't spread. Mulan, Fast 9, The New 007, No Time to Die, and A Quiet Place 2, they've actually, instead of going on demand like Universal did, they're actually pushing the release dates back. See, I've, I'm going to make a prediction. I think one of those, I'm going to say it's going to be in like a month. Yeah. Uh, like one of those, I think is gonna, when they see it, kind of depends, I guess, um, on on how the Invisible Man does and yeah. what, what Universal is doing. Sure. If it goes really well, I'm going to predict that one of those four movies will end up being put out in about a month on video on demand. But like again, I, it's gonna I be would like, agree. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a much higher price because again, you don't make the same kind of money off sure. of video on demand than you do. Tell me this: Do you think Mulan would be released on Disney Plus? I don't. No, I don't think so because I think they need to charge like yeah. premium prices in order to make up enough. So it's going to be sure. something that I, do I, I mean. If, I agree. It, if it doesn't end up being Mulan, it'll be uh, for sale. But I don't think it'll be Mulan. My guess is it'll be a quiet place too. I agree. Who makes that? Um, John Krasinski. Well, no <laughs> shit. But <laughs> Touchstone Pictures. No, just yeah, kidding. Uh, Viacom. Viacom. Canon. <laughs> um, I don't. You know, I actually am not sure. No, that's not a Bloomhouse. I don't know who. I'm did not you sure. Know, did you know Touchstone Pictures was a uh, side project of Disney? And they used it to release, you know, more graphic and funny and vulgar. No, I movies. didn't know that actually. Yeah, touch the yeah, it's touch gone. Movies, it doesn't exist anymore, right? Though, uh, you know, sometimes you like relate certain things to movies when you saw it when you were a kid. The Touchstone logo, I really, really relate to uh, the movie Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, okay. Like that's a as soon, okay. when I think of Touchstone Pictures, I think of that movie. That's, I that's, loved that movie. That was a great movie. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue, I was in love. It was with a great Elizabeth movie. Shue. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, she's an irresponsible babysitter, but yeah. fun movie. <laughs> but what? an adventure <laughs> yes it was well what's funny about that is with adventures in babysitter even though she was a very irresponsible babysitter, so irresponsible those kids were hanging off a skyscraper at one yeah, point yeah i think that, that was, was a, not the kind of babysitter you want yeah parents would be pissed um but you know it's funny that that reminds me of that because new line cinema oh. that reminds uh, me of always of dumb and dumber oh yeah of course because yeah, the yeah, ladders yeah. kind of come in yeah yeah and it kind of spins and i think hits i, the I end. think i can hum the song ready oh yeah yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's right. See? Uh, you know what movie uh, that reminds me of? Uh, What's that? Boogie Nights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a little older for me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have watched that. It came out in '97. You would have been '97. I '97. I was. Let's see. '97. That made you nine eight. years old. I was eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> oh my god! When I was in the military. That's amazing. <laughs> my man. <laughs> if that, but if that gives you any context uh, for how different, how differently aged we are. Yeah. We don't like to. Uh, we don't like to age shame, but we are differently sure. aged. It's kind of like Jason Nash and David Dobrik. I'm David Dobrik. You're Jason Nash. Oh, I always think that guy's kind of creepy. When no, I was... <laughs> Jason Nash is great. Dude. No, he's funny. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, this guy's way too old to be hanging out with these guys. Yeah. He, he's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> no, but he's funny as hell. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Anyways. So, okay, should we dive into what we're here to talk about? Oh, have we not already? So, last week, uh, the company I work for, uh, Expert Voice, uh, very, very awesome and, and really kind of heeding the the dangers of this, uh, told me and all my coworkers if we're able to, not if we're able to, they demanded that we work from home. Luckily, um, I was able to. And so, I've been working from home for a few days. And honestly, I think my wife is probably sick of me. I get <laughs> and it. So, I get it. Yeah. And so, I decided, like, you know what, I'll go over and, and, and work in Drew's garage. Um, it's a studio, but... You know, uh, potato, tomato, <laughs> and so uh, so we decided we, we 
we'd get together, um, you know, taking all, we're, we're being very cautious about this, you know, um, I'm wearing a, wearing a mask, not right now. Um, but you we have been, I have been wearing a mask. There just, is a divider between us. Though. No, there's a divider between us. I feel like we're lovers and you're in jail for uh, murder. And I'm like, get ri- your writing. boob off the window. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided it'd be good for us to kind of get together and, you know, it, it, it's easy to get, start getting a little bit bummed out. And so we wanted to get together and do some creative stuff. Yeah. And so uh, it I was a good day. Here. Yeah, it was fun. What did we do today, Drew? Uh, well, we started by watching some of our first films that we ever made. Yeah. We laughed our ass off. It was so much fun yeah. kind of looking back at that stuff. I mean, yours was from, you were, uh, you were in high school when you made yours, right? Yeah, it was, uh, 2022. It was a 48 hour film festival from when I was in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, I didn't live there, but that was where the film festival That's was right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so we watched those and we, we laughed pretty hard. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It's about the apocalypse in 2022. Yeah. Which we're is, only off by two years. <laughs> so well done. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say close. fairly accurate. <laughs> yeah. Not, not too bad. Although not when the sun turns red and I haven't seen that happen yet. <laughs> that's all the effects. That's only the after effects I knew. It was a sun. It was a lens flare. Yeah, it was pretty dope. <laughs> I and guess. Then, and then mine was, uh, it was uh, from when I was in, in film school. That was fun. And uh, it was kind of what I would call probably the first like, in quotes again, a real short film that I made, but it was made with like a Sony handy cam. It wasn't even mini DV. It was still like, I think it was called like super eight at the time or something. Uh, high like eight. High eight. Yeah. It was high, high eight, eight on tape um, that I made with just me and a, and one of my, one of my classmates, one of my really good friends, Annie Tonkovich. Shout out to Annie. Mm. Oh, I need to tell her to listen to this. I don't think she's ever, I don't think she knows we're doing this. What's up, Annie Tonka truck? Annie Tonka. <laughs> Annie Tonka truck. And, um, so we had a ton of fun doing that. Showed it to Drew, and it's just—I mean, it's—it's it's something. It was funny. It's fun. Well, it was the—I I watched two of yours, but the one we—we've even talked about potentially remaking it. Yeah, we thought you know while we're so again, it was just me and my one classmate. I shot it all. She started it. So we thought what might be kind of fun we're going to do to kind of keep ourselves occupied is we might remake it with what we know now. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, starring. I'm not sure. It could be starring either of us. Honestly, yeah. not, we haven't decided on, on on who would do what role. I, I said that I would act, but I think it might be cool if it I might, shoot it and then you and act, act in your in own it? because it's yours. That'd be kind of fun. And yeah. then, you know, maybe change it up a little bit, take out some of the cornier things, but then just like see what we can do now compared to what we could do back then. But we're gonna limit ourselves to maybe just this one, the studio. Yeah, the garage. Oh, okay. <laughs> and maybe maybe the exterior of the garage. Sure. But then, but yeah, but limiting ourselves. You know, because uh, I feel like a lot of filmmakers work best when they have a lot of constraints. And I mean, this has been talked about a lot, but, you know, George Lucas on on the first Star Wars yeah. versus the prequels. Like he didn't, on the first Star Wars, he didn't have as many things at his disposal. So he had to kind of work around that stuff. Right. Whereas the prequels could do anything he wanted to. So I might argue not, maybe not for the best. No, absolutely. Well, it's kind of one of those things too. It was, you know, the Invisible Man, 1930 some or whatever it was made in. and 19 dickety do <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> no, I think that would be really fun. Um, another thing we did was we watched your reel. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll get into this later, but I'm actually updating my reel right now. So I've been writing my script, but I watched your reel. Do you want to watch that right now? Yeah, we can do that. It's, I, and just give, give dude, a little, I've give a little to, live commentary I've, on it. Yeah, I've lo- I've watched your real. Yeah, um, I have it loaded up here. Tell me when you want to press play. Okay, let me get over to it real quick. Put yours on uh, low audio, and I'll throw my my audio okay. up. You can tell a story, man. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that. Like, yeah. I put a, I put a lot of work into it, and I'm really really happy with it. I'm I'm basing mine. I mean, not off of yours, right. but you've saw the start of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What it, do you think so far? So far, it's rad. You have some great stuff to. I, the thing is, dude, you have better footage to work with than I have. Well, half of on, the, my footage is in your reel because you're the editor. You was uh, editing exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you've done a lot of stuff since then. True. That is pretty incredible. Okay, I'm Thanks, ready man. to to press play. If you're ready, three, two, two one, one reel. 
That actually worked really, really well. Nice. This is Susie and the Banshees. Don't, don't do this, guys. I just used whatever music I wanted to. <laughs> Here he so goes. Don't do that. Got some archive footage there. Yeah. That's me. There's my grandma, my uncle, Ron. We'll link this in the description, by the way, yeah. so you can watch this with us. Ooh, Pearl Jam shirt. Yeah, that's, nice. that's a Depeche Mode shirt so, I'm wearing. Yeah. It's my brother slapping me. So at this point, dad. (laughs) So at this point, Aaron's uh, has a bunch of archive footage. He put a VCR tape into a VCR from the from the backside. uh, The camera was, and then it started this reel. It's so cool. Yeah, you might recognize this being um, Def Leppard. Did you buy this song? (laughs) Sure. It's got it's got some cool footage. Oh, there's my shots. Uh, It's got oh my shots. Good. It's cool to see the start of this because it shows you editing and then it kind of like cuts into the the brand content that we've done oh there's you acting oh yeah yeah i did a little bit of acting you're fun well, thanks man i have an emmy son of a bitch he's got an emmy me, I, I mean honestly if, i feel like that's the type so of thing you should brag about absolutely well i'll shout out to the to the studio shots too of the oh, of, of the, the emmy. emmy itself yeah. like it looked where'd you shoot that and so at the last place I worked, LearnKey, uh, we just had a studio. I just turned out all the lights, put it on a little rotating pedestal, and just kind of shot a few cool-looking shots of it. It looked great, man. Oh, thanks, man. So what Aaron's done here is he's taken – I mean, you've already heard like four songs played. It's it's a minute and 40 seconds in. He's telling these little stories. Instead of just a you know a music montage, we all talked about this, about how – you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, guys, there's two guys just <laughs> hugging for awkwardly long time. It's my buddy Zuni. Shout out to Zune. Well, we talked about how we we can do music montages and how played that is, um, and that was how my last reel was. But you've got you've got BTS footage of you. You've got footage again, more footage from me. You've got footage I haven't seen before. Right. But you're telling a story this whole time. Right. Like, like I said, you know, when you're when you're trying to get a job, you're kind of selling yourself, not just your work. Yeah. And so th- I wanted I wanted playing, people to know. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It's from Drive. One of my it's one of my biggest influences. One of the things that's influencing Jump Seat. Sixth song that's played. Thanks, bro. Faster. I've also worked with large crews, which leads me to. Uh, this is when I started working with Drew. Yeah, look at that footage. Yeah, this is when we started working with some of the biggest I've brands we worked with. Heston, North Face, Keurig. In 2015, I landed a job as an editor for a marketing company that made specialty content for. We made some cool stuff, man. We made some really cool stuff. We still stuff. are, dude. Yeah, we the still stuff are. we shot last week with Diamondback was insane. I know. I'm going to be editing that Diamondback stuff uh, tomorrow. Uh, probably by the end of the week. Yeah, look, it's, I'm excited to see that. Me too. So, but there's like BTS footage of you talking. Oh, there's me and Josh talking about drone stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was out for the Go Tennis shoot. There's Marcus just like spilled something yeah, on your desk. Yeah, he threw a ball at me and like Quicksilver, spilled my glass of water. Yeah. Quicksilver, Reebok, Daddario, name dropping here, but KitchenAid we've shot for. Go Tenna, which probably doesn't exist anymore, but a yeah. fun shoot. Aftershocks, great headphones. Raleigh, Tom's. Yeah, and like there's more that I've Logitech. done since then. Oh, know? dude, I know. Like there's ones I want to add. Faradine. That shot with the arrow coming at the the reflection was insane. so cool. And we, I mean, we have to give props to Josh for that because he like he came up with the putting a mirror at forty five degrees yeah. so it looked like you're shooting totally, you know, and shooting the camera so it's bouncing at ninety degrees off of that and look like you're shooting an arrow right at the camera. Like, Dude. cool, it's a very cool shot. Yeah, Calflon and Jaybird, that's amazing. Yeah, and then we kind of get into like our film. So like he went from branded content into the film stuff that we've shot. This was my right. first shoot uh, film with you, by the way. Oh, yeah, Call of the Void. Ooh, there's that shot we had to rent a lens for. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Hitchcock shot. The Hitchcock shot. Uh, this song is our uh, our other friend, Leah. It's her uh, boyfriend, Greg's band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And we, I remember we were trying to figure out a song to play there, and she's like, "My." And this is before I knew Greg, and um, 
uh, what's the na- what is the name of his band? I cannot believe. Well, I can't he remember. has like four bands, but it's not 902 and Yo. It's the, that's the, the 90s metal band. cover band. I can't remember. I can't remember. The, oh my god, I'm sorry, Greg. If you're listening, yeah. I'm so sorry. 902 on Yo is awesome. They're a 90s cover 90s band. Cover They're band. fun. Um, but we were trying to figure out a song to put in the spot, and Leah's like, "My boyfriend's in a band. Here's some of the songs." And I was listening through, and as soon as we hit that song, I'm like, "That's the one." Because it, it, it kind of gave me like a Ghostbusters vibe. Sure. Right. Yeah. Back to some archive footage. Yeah. So I'm bookending it. Right. So I started out. Right. Can I started out with that. Can I play? With, yeah. Can I play that ending again, real? Quick yeah. Yeah. So we can hear it. Um, you're right, though. Closing it up and wrapping it up. Right. Kind of full. Bookending it. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, think about like. You know, it's a narrative device. I agree. So now you have another short film to add to that. I yeah, I need, to, add, I need to update my reel and put paper cutter on there, but, I think. But listen, I love this line right here. I'm excited for whatever's next for me. But the one thing I'm always thinking about is that if 10-year-old Song. Aaron saw that in 20 years his dreams would literally come true, he'd freak the f*** out. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows, and then it wraps up again with, like, you acting, and then it shows, oh, that tracking shot. Your, your kitty. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Gotenna, my drone shot. You editing, kind of talking with graphic stuff. Your yeah. Emmy again. So book bookmark ending, man. Yeah, I threw the Emmy in there. Just I didn't want people to forget that I had an yeah. Emmy. <laughs> I get it. Lots of pill shots. We've shot so many supplements oh, over the years. Oh, oh, I could make an entire reel out of just supplement shots. But you, but again, kind of going back. So it starts off with your name, has your phone number and your email, but then it goes back into this VHS. The VHS mode, yeah. Listen. Again. How it closes right. out, like VCR clicking off. Right. And uh, uh, at one point I had it, so it would automatically loop. So it'd go quiet, and then you'd hear the sounds at the beginning of it. Oh, cool! Of it going back in. I love how you you know you wrap that together. You kind of you know put it into your uh, genre of what you grew up in right, because the right. archive footage is very VCR times eighties. Right. Yeah, it was sh- probably shot on. A, I'm pretty sure shot on a VHS tape. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. It's just it's a good piece to look at. Uh, we watched it today. It ins- it's inspiring. Um, it's inspiring for me. The message of it all is like, in whatever form you do it, just you know, tell a story. Tell a story. Just keep, tell a story. You said you said today. There's one me, rule. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, there's, it, there's one. Can rule. I say it? Can I yeah, say go ahead and say it. Because you told you told me today. Yeah, in in, in, in screenwriting, in screenwriting, it's to keep it interesting. That's that's it. You can break literally every other rule as long as you keep your audience interested. And I have my script here in front of me, and I'm really looking forward to continuing. On yeah, that. I'm excited too. We're gonna go shoot some stuff. Uh, yeah. later on this week, tomorrow, a- away from other people. Yeah, so that's the thing is, Aaron and I have been hanging out. We've been super careful. Like we spun the desk even, so he's like so we're eight feet away. Social distancing. Yeah, we're social distancing. <laughs> yeah. Like I think we're doing a good job. We're kind of so quarantined ourselves and mm-hmm. then just our significant others mm-hmm. and I know Jenny's not hanging out with anyone because she's been trying to keep it low key she's yep. kind of just as freaked out as Brooke is yep. those are our wives those are our wives um, wives this is I just think it's important that uh, we keep our distance from certain people from a certain amount of time mm-hmm. however uh, and we'll touch on it here going into it, but we need to stay sane by creating. And that's, I, need, that's, I need your help for these next couple of things. And yeah. it's going to allow me to work on things. If for some yep. reason we do go into single quarantine mm-hmm. and, I, you're, and we can't, like, yeah, I can't not, even come over here. If you're not coming to the studio to be creative and you watch Kill Counts on YouTube, um, we're <laughs> <laughs> which is a great, a great series. Dead Meat on YouTube is phenomenal. By yeah, the, the, the way. Kill Counts are really, really We're fun. horror movie freaks, as you can tell, but it's, it was, it's a phenomenal YouTube channel, Dead Meat. So, Aaron, what are you doing kind of in the meantime uh, to kill time, to stay creative, to stay positive? You know, one of the things I do, like I said, so so my company, it's Expert Voice. Um, I'm very, very happy 
uh, with the way they've acted at all this and really trying to keep their employees safe and letting us work from home. So, I mean, what I do when I'm not sure what else to do is I dive into my work. You know, and the the good thing is right now I actually have some really great stuff to work on. Um, so I have these two uh, Diamondback, we call them micro videos. They're essentially product videos. Kind of just in-studio stuff, Yeah, right? just in-studio stuff. We uh, get some voiceover and it, they, they kind of point out uh, with motion graphics the features of these things. So they sent us a bunch of these new bikes. And so we shot them. Fairly simple, but pretty fun. But then after that, the uh, the Diamondback shoot that you and Dave were just on in Sedona, um, that's going to be the next thing. Once the writer's done writing the script for that for me, yeah, I'll be working on that. So the long and short of it is like I'm I'm diving into work. Great, you know. And luckily, I have a fair amount to keep me occupied for now. I even worked. I mean, yesterday was Monday, um, and I'm working from home. I worked until six thirty. Yeah, I don't do that when I'm at work. Yeah, man, I was out here until seven yeah. last night. Yeah, like it's like doing doing creative stuff keeps me centered. Sure. You know. No, that's fair. And you're going to have plenty of time to go through that, all that uh, Diamondback. Yeah. Footage. Hopefully, hopefully um, I get the scripts before we go into uh, being completely locked down in our own homes. Right. And uh, so we can kind of go through the footage together. It was just a really, they were really long days. I actually kind of got a cold and I was kind of sick after it just because we were shooting. Dude, they were. They were you were long days, weren't they? They were two 13 hour days in a row, which isn't that bad, but like we were mountain biking like six miles and I had, you know, gear on my back and, right. and things. And it, it was I'm, zero complaints, yeah, but yeah. It, they were just long days. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we had a blast, man. We had so much fun. I mean, Everyone that came with was really cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to do that. Yeah. Um, Cause I was, I, w- I wasn't able to go cause I was supposed to be going to um, Expo West, which is sure. uh, the biggest supplement show i mean naturals i guess is what you actually call it well you were gonna go to that and then and dave was too and then dave the director was gonna fly uh directly from yeah. anaheim to, to sedona to, to sedona yeah. and then my mind you i don't know if you know what day it is but we're supposed to be in florida right yeah. now we were shooting supposed to for be, garden of life yeah we we're supposed to be in uh, uh west palm yeah so west palm beach florida this would have been day right, by, right by mar-a-lago yeah yeah aruba um, jamaica yeah we would have been coming home we've been coming home too. <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica, Aruba, I want to take you to Babu Bear, Bahama, come on, pretty. Yeah, okay, we're going to stop that right now. Oh, right. I Thank apologize. You, oh, um, you can go, feel free to rate us one star on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Rate us what's top five. We're just trying to keep it fun, guys. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the mood we are yeah. in right now is we're just trying to still keep it fun. For sure. And not our sure. work, but just the the mood and the energy. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were gonna be yeah, we were gonna be in Florida. Luckily so okay, so first of all, Expo West um ended up being canceled. Didn't go to that. Um but the reason I didn't go to Sedona is because I was supposed to be coming back from Expo West and started to edit that footage immediately. Yeah. And so, but then you guys still ended up going to the Sedona shoot because things hadn't gotten super, super dire just yet. Right. But uh, so, but I wasn't able to go. Well, I was talking with Eric Porter, uh, pro mountain biker, and we were at lunch and he was like, no, I'll be back in Sedona next week because he lives in Park City. Oh. And and I was like, oh, and he, I was like, for what? He goes, oh, we're shooting for Camelback. And I was like, amazing, oh. fun. And then I, he told me that and then we ate our food and then he was on his phone uh, and he goes, well, not coming back not to Sedona. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing the like how quickly just plans started being canceled. Well, and, one right after the other, and there after were, the other. Totally. And we were in Phoenix coming back to Salt Lake and there was some kind of some weird vibes in the airport. I kind of, I was just getting like weird vibes just yeah. from kind of everyone. Yeah. And then um, one of our guys bailed uh, on the trip and then Dave oh, goes, yeah. Dave goes, hey, are you available? And then we agreed That's on right. a, we agreed on a rate and yeah, then for for Florida for Florida yeah, for, for this Florida. trip yeah. where we're supposed to be yeah, now. Yeah. So I found out 
four days before I was going to leave that I was going to go to Guard of Live. That's just kind of how it works in this industry. Yeah. But I said, of course, I'll go with you. I, I'm actually open mm-hmm. uh, for once. And, <laughs> and then things started ramping up. And it was like, uh, I think yeah. it was the day after uh, uh, Rudy yeah. Gobert yep. w- uh, tested positive and they shut down the NBA. And yeah. Tom Hanks tested when positive. When Tom Hanks went down, everyone was like, okay, the world's ending. Uh, by the way, archaeologists from a thousand years in the future enjoy this little time capsule. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it was, it was the day after that and, and you and I started talking, we we're like, like, this is kind of bad. Like, I don't know if it, we should go. Cause it, we we're going to be going through the, the thing that concerned me the most is we we're going to be going through the Atlanta airport. Right. And the Atlanta that's, airport is like, I knew bad. the busiest airport in the United States. And I was talking to my dad and he's like, it's actually the busiest airport in the world that had overtaken, um, the, uh, Paris airport. Yeah. I, and we had a layover there and I was not very excited about yeah. sitting in that airport for a few hours. I've been there a lot. And yeah, I've been there a few is, times it too. It is a small, low ceiling style airport with the, a lot of yes. people. I remember, ceilings, I remember coming man. back from Europe, going through customs and just being just nose to butt you know yeah, we're a human centipeding all the way down the mother line. of god <laughs> and and i just remember just i think about the atlanta airport and i just think about there being a lot of people a lot of just, people low ceilings low yeah, ceiling airport very cramped creepy, feeling yeah very centipede yeah. <laughs> no but back to that there was kind of a tangent there but uh i would be more than happy hopefully as long as we're not single quarantine i would love to sit down with you next week and start take uh all the shots for diamondback to speed up your editing i process. would love to do that i would yeah. love to do that just because uh, i know the shots off the top of my head and what was great is pete's so experienced we were getting wides and tights at the same time there are certain bikes that you're gonna you're gonna need to be talking about at certain times and just just would love to help you out with that absolutely absolutely i'd, I'd love that too i mean it's for one it'll make my job a lot easier i know when i have shot something it makes it a lot easier to edit. So just having you there and you you know what you shot, you know the good stuff. You can at least at, at the very minimom point out like, hey, use this, 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 and this. Right. And you, you know, know you you're smart. You know it's always oh, thanks, basically man. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's the last take normally. Usually it's the last um, take. But there are certain things, you know, in mountain biking, like if he's doing like a certain jumps trick, and wheelies. Yeah. We <laughs> nose bing bongs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Is I'll, that help a trick? I'll help you for sure. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it'll just speed up the process for Absolutely. Me. So other things uh, that I'm working on uh, in the, in this downtime do have a bit of unfortunate news. I haven't told the cast yet, but by the time this comes out, I'll have talked to them. Uh, it feels necessary at this point to push production of Jump Seat. Dude, that hurts my heart. It, it hurts my heart, too. Like, I held out a long time before I decided this, what we should do. Well, we've and pu- honest, we've pushed it back a couple times. We pushed already. it back a couple times. And that's the thing. Like, if we hadn't pushed it back a couple times, we would have shot it by now. I know, right? And we could be working on post production through all this. Stop. I know. It's 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 kind of a heartbreaker, but I mean, it's sort of a fact of life in in filmmaking. It's true. Like, like things sometimes end up not happening for reasons that aren't your fault. Well, and not to jump ahead too much, but we had a production meeting uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and at that production meeting, I kind of put my foot down and I said, "Hey, we're asking people for money already. Yeah, let's do crowdfunding. Yeah, and we agreed." And I'd been resistant to it for a little while. Sure. We, did it, we did it with Paper Cutter. I'm like, no, I think we can do we can do you know, fewer, larger donors. And it wasn't quite working out the way we had hoped. Well, we have money. Like, we, we, yeah, we have, we have some money. Yeah. Um, but the, the long and short of it is that Not it enough. doesn't feel like a good time. People, you know, the stock market's crashing. Things are very uncertain. I don't think anybody's going to want to give us money to make this. No, I think it's smart. Right it now. just, it just, the situation sucks. I mean, all it around, not, not just the movie, the, everything sucks, what's going on right now. But I think it's a smart decision. It's a, it's, it's what we should do. It's just, it's in very shitty circumstances. It, it really is. It, it, you know, it, 
trying to spin it into a positive though, one of the things I think I'm going to do, because I mean, trying to get a short film funded is, is difficult, partially because it's not really a return on investment, right? So, you know, you tell somebody like, hey, um, give me some money to make this short film. They're like, cool. Um, how much am I going to get back out of it? And you're like, nothing, because short films don't make money. Exactly. But it's much easier to get a feature funded. So what I've decided to do, and I'm not saying this is the way things are going to go, but in this downtime, I have, I have a, I think, a pretty good idea for actually a feature version of Jump Seat. And so I think I'm going to work on a feature version of the script. That's cool. And, and that can shake out one of two ways. Either I'm working on it, and then kind of things clear up from this, and we make the short version, and then boom, I already have a feature version ready to go. Or um, the feature version comes out so good, that we're like, you know what? Let's just try and get funding for a feature because there is a return on investment for a feature film. Yeah, you know, if if you make it good enough, it can go into festivals and you can you know sell it to a distributor and and make some of that money back for your investors. So you know, I'm gonna work on the feature length script and you know see see what happens just kind of as we come out of this fog of, no, the, I, of this whole I, thing. Fair enough, and I think that's that's really exciting. It's a good way to take this negative situation and kind of put a positive on it. Right. And again, remember I was telling you some of the people that I was talking with specifically to to donate or invest, they weren't interested in investing in a short. However, they were interested in investing in a full feature. Right. So this might turn some heads. We might get a little bit more funding, which we're going to have to have if we make a feature. Right. I think there's so much story in Jump Seat, to be honest, after reading the the final version of the script the final version of the short right. script, I should say. Uh, I think there's so much more. There's so many, there's, there's a lot of legs I, and it, it can, you can run in a lot of different directions. I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, the kind of uh, world that uh, was built in it. And, and yeah. I, I like the characters a lot and I feel, and I'm not, and I'm currently, I'm not necessarily set in one direction or another. Like I'm kind of excited to sit down. I have a feeling about which way I want to go, yeah. but, you know, like through the process of sitting down and kind of like jotting down ideas and like kind of, you know, free writing and just, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what direction I end up going. Yeah. I think it's, I think in a time like this too, your brain is thinking in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's, yeah, the, honestly, like the, kind of the first night that we were all, that I was like sent home from work, I think it was last Friday, the first thing that popped my head, I'm like, you know, what if, you know, I set this kind of during this time period, you know, yeah. like, I'm not saying I'm going to do that, but like the, that kind of idea starts to pop in, like, and instead of, you know, driving people around the city and what if that's because, you know, she's doing that because, uh, it's not a good idea to go out on your own then, yeah. or, or, you know, you're not supposed to go out on your own or something like that and, or taking somebody to a crowded place where you're not supposed to be, you know? Yeah. You can implement yeah. that into the not, script again, not, not saying I'm going to do that, but just like, I, I have to say, I'm very interested in what kind of, uh, I, film and what kind of yeah. art is going to come out of this time period. Well, yeah, I think some more ideas, some things you, you would have never have thought of, uh, you're, you're thinking about now. Yeah. So I yeah. think how you implement that into the, the feature is really cool. And so kind of the, the moment that I decided that we were going to postpone this movie, the first thing I thought of was like, all right, what are Drew and I going to do in his garage? It's a studio. <laughs> the rage. <laughs> the rage that I feel across this desk put a car in here. <laughs> I mean, you could if you just drove in, through the wall. <laughs> It doesn't make us not creative. In fact, I think it just like it focuses us when when so many other things have been kind of shaved off of our life right now. There's all sorts of things we just we can't we can't do right now. I know. And so it focuses us on like what's the thing that's always made us happy and that's being creative. Yeah, exactly. And this podcast is it's kind of tangity a little bit. A little bit. Um, but, but I think I think we're kind I of think, working on our like working our feelings out right yeah, now on the podcast. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting to yeah. is I think it's nice to be able just to talk about it because we talk about this stuff all the time anyways. And we we'd actually really like to hear if, if, if you guys have any thoughts about yeah. this, we have the, uh, on your website, uh, we have a contact button, yeah. I believe, right? I've had a couple of people reach out, but I, I would love to hear more. I, I'd, I'd like to hear more also. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's specifically about this and like what, maybe what you guys are doing during this whole thing to stay creative or, yep. you know, I'd like, I think it'd be really cool to hear from you guys.
Wow, what a great ad. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Those guys are really, really good. It's like we recorded it two months ago. I know, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, we got more ads coming. We're working on more sponsorships. Yeah, and anybody else wants to sponsor us, just you know, hit us up. Hashtag sponsor. Hashtag, we might not have a job so. <laughs> pretty soon. So, But uh, what are you, Drew? What are you going to do during all this downtime? Lots of client work normally. Right. So by the time I finish one client video, because I kind of do a lot of my own editing, and then I shoot, obviously. So by the time I finish something, I'm in pre-production. By the time it's done, edited, sorry. By the time I edit something, I'm in pre-production for something else. By the time that edit's right. finished, I'm already in production. So it's kind of a you know very smooth rotation in the production right, kind world. Of conveyor belt. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm just going to concentrate on things that I haven't had a chance to do. Right. Um, one of those things is building up my YouTube channel. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I mean, no, no better time, right? You got a captive audience at the moment. Right. Yeah. We're all kind of held to our computers and yeah. our phones, and yeah, it's fine. I mean, the pro- <laughs> the pro- the problem is, is all my work that I do is a lot of it's commercial. I was getting a lot of uh, subscribers. When I was doing vlogs, when oh, I was vlogging yeah, yeah. a lot, and I just there's I just don't see a need to vlog anymore because everyone's doing it. Right, but right. there's a lot. I still of, would like to see our LA vlog at some point, though, dude. I, it's halfway edited. I just never released it, it's, and it's only been a year, <laughs> dude. It's been over a year and a half. It's been a year. Oh, oh, yeah. June? It was a year last summer. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe you don't need to finish that one. <laughs> the problem with it is, is again, everyone's vlogging. Uh, I do, however, I've been making an agenda for the videos that I'm going to do. Uh, so I do have a YouTube strategy in place. And after going to the Power Video Conference last year, mostly as a commercial content creator, everyone else was you know hi- highly respected in the YouTube world. Uh, I just had a better idea of what I wanted to do. I've talked with vidIQ and I've audited my channel. I've Very had cool. meetings with them. I know what not to do and what to do. So I've been doing some long-term planning. The first thing I'm going to do is tomorrow night, we're going to go out to the Salt Flats, get some photos and some video. Uh, I'm going to update my banner simply just oh, to have cool. you get, know, a, get a, a really, really good photo you can put up there. Yeah, just a good photo, something that's updated. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is going to be really cool. And uh, I also got hit up on Instagram the other day. Uh, they saw some of my drone work. This company is called Airy, and they make they're basically thumb cradles for your controller. Oh, so like your thumbs don't like slip off as you're controlling it? Exactly. That's yeah. cool. That's a, yeah. that's a great idea. Really. Yeah. It's, it's one of those like really simple little ideas that are kind of like, like well, no duh. Yeah, totally. Right? It's yeah. almost like DJI, why didn't you think of that before? Yeah, why aren't those just included? Yeah. Or so you in- sell them as an accessory or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So instead of like pressing into the controller with your thumbs, uh, you're actually kind of cradled in and you just kind of move your thumbs around. So I'm doing that for Airy Drone. That's A-E-R-I-E uh, company. They Sponsor are... us, please. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, after I do the video, we have we have some stuff being worked out, so it should be pretty cool. Oh, cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, and I don't know what exactly that means, but it's just another connection to have, and it's all about networking. And, right. You know, it's something that might lead into something else, so that's yeah, super fun. You never fun. know. It's all, yeah, it's all about connections. It's all about your, your network of people. Yeah. You know, I, so like I said, I have the YouTube strategy strategy in mind. Do you mean to tell you kind of what I got in the queue? I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear what that cool. is. Light Your Studio was released a couple months ago. I've had it for about six months now. I did some... Such a cool light. Dude, it's incredible. It's awesome. It's an RGBWW light. It's about 650 bucks. It is the size of the... Uh, it's about the size of your iPhone, except quite a bit thicker. I was going to do a behind the scenes, and you were going to film it for the Robot Dream music video that we're about yeah. to shoot. Something kind of a fun fact, kind of off tangent of the YouTube agenda, but... That Robot Dream music video, I was actually going to shoot on my first Sony Handycam. In, oh, really? In 4x3. 
Oh, wow. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So I was going to go back. Instead and, of doing the fake, like, plug in, like, yeah. VHS look. Going like, raw, actual, baby. V- yeah. That's what I did on my, yeah. by the way, just a little, a little tangent again. Like, that's what I did on my reel is I actually ran the stuff that looks like it's VHS. It's not a plug in. I actually ran it through. I went and bought an old VCR and I ran it. Uh, See, let me see if I can remember what the setup is. You ran the text and titles in there too. Yeah, the text and that's titles. That's why it looks so damn good. Yeah, because it's actually from an, an old uh, VCR. That's and incredible. so as I was running it, so like I had footage. So I ran it through a VCR and recorded it onto a tape. And as I played it back, playing it out and recording it from there, I'd mess with the tracking. So that's how I get all got all the stuff. And so it's it's actually that's VHS. In, that's incredible. I don't I haven't told you that, have I? That's incredible. Yeah, and it's actually the same VCR. That we ended up taking apart and getting that shot from behind where you see me putting the tape in. How, is, so you took it apart, but it still works. Yes. Yeah. So, you, we so you have the it. top. Yeah. Um, I don't have it anymore. Okay. I, I kind of wish I did actually. Well, and it's been a little while, so I honestly kind of can't remember yeah, what exactly sure. I did. But yeah, a lot of that stuff was run through. So there's a shot where it looks incredible, um, dude. When it's kind of transitioning from looking like VHS to uh, looking like HD stuff with, with that was shot with my 5D. I ran it through the VCR, recorded that, and then I um, kind of layered them. Did you fade it? Yeah, I faded. I faded cool. it. I think it was a wipe, actually, if I remember right. A wipe between the the VHS stuff and the HD stuff. Okay. Um, kind of at the same time. So that's how it goes from one to the that's, other. That's not, not a plug-in. It's very seamless. And that's why it looks so authentic, because yeah. it is. Dude, that's, in, that's incredible. And that's another thing. Uh, that's why that is so cool is because it looks super authentic. Oh man, thanks. Yeah, man. So anyway, I, sorry, I, I just totally derailed. No, no, what no, you're no, no, no. You're cool. I, I, in, you know, kind of inspired by that. So I wanted to film the Robot Dream music video. We were supposed to shoot on April third. I highly doubt that's going to happen. Unfortunately, like all feels, my, un- feels unlikely right all now. All my jobs are getting canceled, dude. I'm I mean, scared. everybody's everything is I'm, getting canceled and pushed right now. I'm scared. So I got the uh, one minute review for the Airy. So the thumb controls from Airy. I got that review that I'm going to do. I was going to do the behind the scenes that you were going to film with the Robot Dream music video that's that we right. just talked about yep. and that is based around the Lytra studio light oh yeah you got it how to get brand affiliations because i'm on like seven now which is pretty cool I, oh, oh seven seven brands yeah that's awesome dude you're crushing it do Thanks, you know how many dude. brand affiliations i have how many zero okay. oh no you're not <laughs> <laughs> you know how cool you are though 100 mommy i'm gonna do a video on imposter syndrome Dude, that's a really good idea. I think a lot of people, I know I have a, a big problem with imposter syndrome. BT talked about imposter yep. syndrome on the last one. And I think a lot more people have, kind of deal with that than, well, than we realize. Yeah, and I think that's a specific term that people throw around a lot. And I feel like when people say, oh, I have anxiety around a certain situation in our industry, it's actually just imposter syndrome. Yeah, because they, they're, they're, I mean, you're, you're really kind of put on the spot when you're shooting video because exactly. there's a very concrete outcome from what you're doing. You and, got it. And you can be exposed as not knowing what you're doing very, very easily. Well, and can I give you an example really quick? Yes. Not to digress too much, but um, imposter syndrome. We got all the me, time in the world. My man. <laughs> <laughs> a good uh, example of that is when I went to uh, Power Video. I'm around a ton of YouTubers, hanging out with Peter McKinnon, Sean Duras, uh, all these people, Sean Holiday, Cody Warner, everyone that I oh, watch you, on YouTube. Uh, you dropped this. It's a bunch of names. <laughs> Let me pick that back up. <laughs> I dropped that on the floor. <laughs> this is explaining why I had imposter syndrome, because I had to kind of tell you the level of people I right, was with. Right, right, right. All those are YouTubers. I'm a commercial content creator. I have worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, so have you. However, for this conference... Granted, my talk and my uh, panel was on working with brands, so it was very fitting for me. 
Right. Everyone else was about their YouTube channel. Right. It's kind of crazy talking about this uh, publicly, by the way. But that was the first time in my life that I felt kind of out of place. Right. And I knew I mean, I, you're in Ireland. Like, yeah, I'm out of the country. They, yeah, they brought you. Yeah, they every, brought you every, there. Everything's paid for, dude. It was cool. It's so awesome. It. But like a little bit terrifying at the same time, yeah, right? And don't get me wrong. Everyone was super cool. And we hung sure. out. We, you know, we partied. We had fun. We talked. We shared ideas. On the outside, everything felt very normal. Everything, right. it was very good vibe. On the inside, I felt like I was not the YouTuber. Right. I'm the commercial content creator. Uh, looking back on all of that, it doesn't matter what you do, you're creating. Right. Okay. Right, right. So it took me until I got back to realize that we're all creating. It doesn't matter if it's for YouTube, doesn't matter if it's hosted on YouTube, doesn't matter if it's for a brand, we're all creating. That's right. We're creators. That's why we're there. Right. So now I'm fine with it and I, I'm totally cool with it. But at the time it was slightly intimidating. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. So I, I want to, I'm going to get some footage from the power video guys from the panel. Um, and I'm going to use that. So that's, that's another video. Awesome. I also have a quick video that I want to do for the Sony a seven. It's a monitor hack. Um, I couldn't get, when I pressed the record button on my Sony a seven, I couldn't get anything to pop up on my exter- external monitor. I couldn't, it was, I was having issues with it. It's a simply a no proxy. If, if you're recording to proxies, it's not going to come out on the monitor. No spoiler alert. Oh, really? It was really weird, but it's just oh. this little tech glitch in the system that I think will help people out. But you and you figured out like a workaround. Figured out a workaround. Great. Uh, that's another video. And then, but I'm bum bum going to finish my reel. And that's kind of what oh, we discussed yeah. a little bit earlier. I'm very excited to see how it turns out. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm me too. And I'm excited to give you any help that you need. <laughs> Thanks dude. I probably will need it. And I've, like I said, kind of discussing earlier, I feel like taking a lot of stuff from your reel, I feel like it'll sure. be pretty handy. Sure. I mean, like, I mean, imitation is the, the, the highest form of flattery. I think it just starts with this scripting. Um, it does. It starts with the story. Like I said, tell a story. You have, you have the video to support your story. Yeah. And so footage is great. I'm not worried about that. I'm yeah. worried about the structure. Right. 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 I shouldn't and say I'm worried. I'm just more, you're, you're trying to figure it out right now. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's all, it's all a process. Like you get through the first, well, I think it was Orson Welles. No, it wasn't Orson Welles. It was Ernest Hemingway said the first draft of everything is shit. And okay. once, once you, once you get used to that, once you've internalized that, then you can do it the first time and be like, it's okay that this is bad right. because I can keep on working on it. Right on. No, I, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. And I was just kind of thinking about that as you said that we've talked about, you know, pre-production, production and post-production. I'm in pre-production for post-production. Yeah, it's kind of different. Yeah, because the footage is, that, is already shot. It's already there, but I'm working backwards. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes my brain just can't quite click it. You know, it, what I'm it, saying? it's a little bit kind of like uh, it's it's a little bit kind of like um, do, making a documentary out of archive footage. That's exactly right. So that's so, why you never want to do documentaries, right? I I love documentaries. I don't think that I have the patience. To, to cut one to, to really cut one like like a real one like a feature length one that's all out of archive footage yeah. I mean, certainly I mean maybe I could cut one I don't think I could produce one yeah. or direct one uh, I think the salt flat shoot tomorrow is going to help me out a little bit too just get some more visuals sure. of That'll me be fun. in current time yeah. um, we have plenty of BTS to add to that I'm, I'm excited about it, man. And then, and that's out of all the projects and all the YouTube things that I've listed on my agenda. That is the that's the first thing that I'm going to get done, uh, and that's the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, another thing that I'm going to work on is a 10 second slate for those YouTube videos. Oh, so like kind of like an intro. Yeah, so, yeah that's a great idea, actually. Nice, yeah. thanks, man. I was I was looking at some templates today, and just uh, as far as After Effects templates yeah. goes, and I don't want to use After but, Effects templates, but, but I'm you want to take some inspiration from it, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm just trying to get some ideas and things like that. So that'll be on the front of every YouTube video. 
you know, it's, it's just weird times just trying to, you know, not have so much client work. All my jobs have been postponed or canceled. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm not worried about going broke. Um, I'm just kind of worried about future clients pushing work off until like quarter three. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody in the world just came to a complete standstill. Yeah. And I got to remember that too. Like I'm yeah. not the only one. There are people that have, that relied on a paycheck that they got, you know, weekly or biweekly mm-hmm. and they're no longer getting that. Right. I've always had to figure out where my next check's coming from. That's the right. freelance world. I'm not complaining, but that's just the, the reality of it. Right? And you know what? Like uh, we're, for, for me being at a corporate job, you being freelance, we're in much more of a similar boat than we usually are. Yeah, like, true. You know, I, I do have work right now. I, I also don't know how long that's going to last. Yeah. You know, with, with, with this, the significant disruptions that everybody's facing economically, at some point, if it goes on long enough, my company's going to have to start looking at where they can trim the fat. Yeah, you know, and that's just a reality. That's scary. you know, it's, it's probably probably the the most similar um, that we've ever been in terms of work. So to answer your question, Aaron, updating the YouTube channel and hanging with fam. You got a whole lot going on yeah. for having not a lot going on, and well, that's a good thing. I, I think you nailed it, though. Just kind of burying your head in work, uh, yeah. whether it's client work or whether it's for yourself. I think. Like the best piece of advice, though, from this whole thing is in times like these, create for yourself, not for others, whether that's your choice or not, right? Because my clients have postponed and we've canceled. However, in times like these, create for yourself. Totally. The YouTube channel thing is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, my my advice is not so much in the video realm. Uh, Like I said, what's going on right now puts a whole lot of stuff in perspective. and, And I think just... In general, it's really good practice to just think about how your actions affect other people. Right now, everything we do, um, every way we behave, everything we touch, everything we breathe on, everything, everywhere we go, it could potentially have an effect on somebody we don't know. And it's just, I think it's good to keep that in mind that everything you do affects somebody else. For the first time in a long time, honestly, the entire world is in the same boat. Everybody in England, in Russia, in China, in Japan, in uh, South America, everybody's in the same boat right now. And so we need to think about how we can help each other. That's... And, you know, and I think that I think once this is all over and it will and it will be over eventually, it's a good attitude to take with you out of this. That's great advice for everyone. I think my advice is a little, now that you said that, feels a little self-centered, but. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's a balance. Like, you know, you need to think about other people, but you do need to think about yourself as well. No, for sure. You know, and so it's, it's not, there's not one answer to everything. There's, um, there's multifaceted answers and, you know, think about yourself. Also think about other people. Well said, brother. Well said. Well, in that case, be sure to rate us on iTunes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, this might be our main outlet uh, for the next little while. So if you can, please do rate us on iTunes. Yeah, rate rate us on iTunes if you like it, for sure. Yeah, if you like it. If you like, we we will never ask you to do something you don't want to do. So if you want to, rate us on iTunes. Get a hold of us on social media. Talk to us. Yeah, we're, we we've got a lot of free time. What's your Instagram handle? Let's uh, we haven't uh, done this. before. Oh yeah, my Instagram handle is at Aaron Von Colborn. Uh, it's A A R O N Von V O N Colborn C O L B O R N. 
hit me up there. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'll drop a link in the description. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll drop some links on Twitter. It's uh, it's at Aaron Colborn, and then we also have the contact button on yeah, your website. Yeah, I think it's forty three productions dot com slash contact us, and I'll link that as well. I always right. do. That's in every description. I just, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you guys are doing. Please rate us on iTunes, and then also give us a follow on Spotify. That's great. Yeah, like it just in, in the end, like this is a really good time for all of us to have conversations with each other. So let's let's talk. Yeah, absolutely. I am available on Instagram at Drew, D-R-U-T-4-3. That's Drew 43 Thank you for listening. And yeah, thanks, guys. Everyone stay safe. Yeah, take care of each other.